Well, g'day everyone. Welcome to The Journey this week. We are screaming headlong towards the end of August and not far away from spring. You can notice the change. You can notice the days getting longer. Just a bit of a different feel in the air. Hope wherever you're listening in from, you're having a great day and you're getting some beautiful weather. Doesn't matter if you're not. Bunk down and listen into what we've got lined up for you this week in, uh, in a show where we've got some really awesome people. We're going to be hearing from the likes of Trish McCarthy today. She's going to talk about the Illawarra Flame Tree, which is a beautiful red-leafed tree in our region. We'll, of course, be hearing from Mother Hilda Scott and Wisdom from the Abbey. She's going to talk to us about the trap of being too quick to judge and how often we're very inaccurate and wrong when we do so. We've also got an interview today with Father Chris Ryan. He's uh, the priest with the Missionaries of God's Love. He's also the parish priest at Penshurst Parish. We want to speak to Father Chris about the Arete Centre, which is doing great work in bringing people connected with the mission of the church, particularly in parish life, up to speed and in touch with a whole lot of skills and resources that enable them to be really, really effective in ministry. And the Holy Spirit's really blessing what they've been doing for the last few years. You can see that in their growth and for the demand for this wonderful formation opportunity. So we're going to have a talk to them about that and how they've been responding to the movement of the Holy Spirit and all that sort of stuff. I want to say them to to Father Chris and to Laura Neeson, who is in charge of a lot of the promotion, a lot of the organisation for the Arete Centre. So that's an, an interview that we're going to do in part three and four of the show today, mixed up in between with lots and lots of wonderful music as the journey is well and truly known for. But first up, we're going to be hearing from Father Galbert Albino. He's from the Diocese of Parramatta, and he's going to talk to us about seizing the day and how in today's Gospel, which is from Luke 13, 22 to 30, which we'll hear Max Norden proclaim for us in a minute, this notion of the last shall be first and the first shall be last, we hear the invitation from Jesus to enter the narrow door and be, be radical in our response to saying yes to him. Let's hear the word of God. Max is going to read from Luke 13, 22 to 30 for us. There'll be some music in the mix too. We'll hear from Lauren Daigle, The Power to Redeem, after the break, straight into Mother Hilda, of course. And lots and lots of great music and a really good interview that you're going to love this week with Father Chris Ryan and Lauren Easton, all about the Arete Centre. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you joined us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Through towns and villages, Jesus went teaching, making his way to Jerusalem. Someone said to him, Sir, will there be only a few saved? He said to them, Try your best to enter by the narrow door, because, I tell you, many will try to enter and will not succeed. Once the master of the house has got up and locked the door, you may find yourself knocking on the door saying, Lord, open to us. But he will answer, I do not know where you come from. Then you'll find yourself saying, We once ate and drank in your company. You taught in our streets. But he will reply, I do not know where you come from. Away from me, all you wicked men. Then there'll be weeping and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and yourselves turned outside. And men from the east and west, from north and south, will come and take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. Yes, there are those now last who will be first, and those now first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. And now the Gospel Reflection with Father Albert Galbino. 
In today's gospel, Jesus is prompted with a question, will there be few people saved? But what does actually mean being saved? Well, let us put it in more realistic terms. To be saved means to live and to die in a close, loving relationship with God and with others. By loving each other in the name and the spirit of Jesus is really that is necessary to be saved. Because Jesus once said, By this will all know that you are my disciples, that you love one another as I have loved you. So it is through sharing this vision of life that Jesus is offered to us. It is both simple and difficult to do. It is because it requires our active participation. This is actually what it means by Jesus' answer to strive to enter the narrow door. Now, in terms of the gospel, the doorway to life can be summed up in the word love. In one sense, love is an all-embracing word in both its figurative and literal meanings. Yet, to guide all one's action by love is a choice that many of us are unable to make. Many of us find it extremely difficult and many of us simply reject it. Instead, most of us would prefer to go by the broader way of hatred, resentment, jealousy, competitiveness, and revenge. It is because these are more human to feel this way. My brothers and sisters, God's desire us or God's desire to save us will never change and is always available to us while we are still living in this world. And He will never lock the door to shut us out. But the opportunity to enter to narrow door, to love one another can shut us out if we refuse to respond His call. Jesus' invitation to enter narrow door needs a radical response. It is now or never. Because God will never change, but our lives can change. So carpe diem, says the day. Today is the day of salvation. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full.
to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. In an old autobiography by a man called Gilbert Frankau, we read a very telling story. He came from money in a certain social class and his mother was noted for the parties she held. They always included the most brilliant people, They always came to the mother's house at her invitation. One day, his mother arranged for some entertainment for her guests, so she engaged a young Australian soprano to sing. After the performance, Gilbert's mother said with utter disdain, What an appalling voice. She ought to be muzzled and never allowed to sing again. The young singer's name was Nellie Melba eventually known as Dame Nellie Melba, famous, world-renowned opera singer. Gilbert himself was producing a play. He sent to a theatrical agency for a young male actor to play the lead male role. A young man was tested and interviewed. After the test, Gilbert telephoned the agent. That man will never do, he said. He can't act. He'll never be able to act. You'd better tell him to find another profession before he starves. By the way, tell me his name again so I can cross him off my list. The actor's name was Laurence Olivier. Eventually, 
Lord Olivia, another world-renowned thespian. Furthermore, you know, we can also make the most appalling judgments of others that God in his great love never makes of you and me. There's another story told of a pilot who was badly injured during World War I. His name was Collie Knox. He and a friend were decorated for bravery by the king. On the very day they were given their award at Buckingham Palace, they changed out of their uniforms, got into civvies and went off to have lunch. While they were sitting in the restaurant, a girl came up to them and handed them each a white feather, the symbol in those days of cowardice and refusal to fight for king and country, simply because she'd seen them as young men not in uniform. Judgment, judgment, judgment. Wonderfully, God never does that to you and me. God totally gets why we do the things we do. God totally knows what is in us, even when we appear to others to sing with appalling voices or seem to be inept in what we do. As it says in the Gospels, Jesus never needed any evidence about anyone. He knew what they had in them. Other people might write us off, but never God. And even when it looks as though you and I have got it wrong, God has other standards of what is right and wrong. God does not judge by appearances. And you know, I have a hunch. I have a hunch that whenever you and I refuse to write someone else or judge them, we are in fact giving God more reason to claim us. Thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott there. Wonderful piece all about judgment. It's pretty deadly, isn't it? We can get things so wrong. We can really, really muck things up and be inaccurate and be quite destructive. One of few lessons the hard way in doing that, I tell you. So really good to hear this message about being quick to judge from Mother Hilda Scott. Thanks to Father Galbert Albino, who before the break broke open the gospel for us this week. I'm not going to, uh, to spend too much more time speaking to you now because after the break we've got this interview over a couple of parts of the show with Father Chris Ryan and, and Laura Neeson too. Laura's going to have a few things to say about what the Spirit of God is doing in their ministry and in their, their work within Paris and in particular what's opened up with the formation of the Arete Centre in the last few years. That's after the break. First up though, a bit more music from Andrew Peterson. We'll have some Wren Collective in the mix as well. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you joined us this week on The Journey. Well, I was 19, you were 21. The year we got engaged. And everyone said we were much too young. But we did it anyway. We got the rings for 40 each from a pawn shop down the we said our vows and took the leap now 15 years ago And we went dancing in the minefields We went sailing in the storms And it was harder than we dreamed But I believe that's what the promise is for Well I do are the two famous last words the beginning of the end but to lose 
On the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. Though the tears may fall, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. Though my heart may fail, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. While there's breath in my lungs, I will praise you. dead of night, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. Though the waters rise, I'll lift my eyes, I'll lift my eyes to you. While there's hope in this heart, I will praise you. Now I come alive, I am alive with you There is 
promised you right at the start of the show, we've got a really, really wonderful interview that we're doing this week with Father Chris Ryan. He's from the Missionaries of God's Love. He's also the parish priest at Penshurst, which is a parish in the south of Sydney. And also, alongside Chris, really good to be able to have a bit of a chat too to Laura Neeson. She's connected very much with all the good things that are unfolding there at Penshurst and in particular with this wonderful undertaking, which is the Arete Centre. They've got a course that's been running for a few years now, which is just doing amazing things in equipping people that are involved in parish renewal for being missional from a place and from a starting point, which begins with a relationship with Jesus. Father Chris and Laura, welcome to this little conversation on the journey. It's really great to be with you, Jude. Thanks for having us on the radio. Can you tell us a little bit about Arete, the Arete Centre, the Arete course, and where it's come from in seemingly pretty quick time in the last three years from just starting to now possibly being the most sought-after course for, for parishes that really want to get serious about renewal and being missional and embracing what we should be doing as a church? Part of the dream of this centre goes back further than that. It goes back to really a a dream about what's really most needed in the life of the church in Australia at this time. I just think we need people who have encountered the Lord Jesus for themselves and are passionate about sharing that so that we have evangelizers in our church that are reaching out beyond our current parishioners to uh, introduce people to the person of Jesus. And then secondly, that they're being formed as leaders so that our parishes actually are places where people will then grow after that initial encounter into mature, what we call missionary disciples, people who both follow Jesus themselves and also reach out themselves. So the Rete Center's work is really to do with forming people in, as leaders for mission. Who is signing up to do this course? And uh, I guess... What's the impact? So we've got people who are working in diocesan ministry, that they're involved in you know, some of the really important leadership positions in a diocese, particularly evangelization offices or parish renewal kind of offices. But we also have people who are working in youth ministry right on the ground, the coalface of evangelization, working with young people in a youth group week after week. We've got people who are involved in their parishes parishes leadership team. So they're working in a parish setting, they might be on a parish council or on a leadership team in a parish. They might be trying to think about evangelization in their parish. They might have started something like Alpha in their parish or want to, they've got a heart for that, but aren't sure how to go about it. We found people doing that. 
people who've just started their their journey of faith, but they know that because they've had such a profound encounter with Jesus themselves, they know that they've got to share what they've received. And they're very new in their their journey of of walking with the Lord, but they've got that hunger and passion to do so. So we found that the course actually has spoken to and attracted people from all sorts of experiences within the church, uh, from lots of previous experience and background to being very new and fresh. So I'd say if people are listening and are thinking, could the Arete Centre be for me? Well, what I would say there is if you've got a passion for our church being better than it is, that if you've got a, a hunger in your heart for the church to be more faithfully fulfilling the mission that Jesus gave to us, that we would make disciples of all nations. If you look around your parish or your community and think, you know, this could be more, this could be better, then I think the Arete Centre is for you. I think all the other pieces about what it looks like, what your previous experience is, well, they're things that you're going to pick up and receive along the way. I think if you've got a hunger and a, even a, like a, a discontent about could there be more for our people, could our church be reaching out to those who are hurting and lost and suffering and that you want to do something about that, then I think this course has got something for you. We're going to take a quick break. Really enjoying this conversation that we're having with Father Chris and Laura, Laura Neeson, about the Arete Centre. We'll be continuing this interview after this quick song from Audrey Assad, How Can I Keep From Singing? Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you joined us this week on The Journey.
faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. I'm going to continue the interview that we've got now with Father Chris, Ryan and Laura Neeson. So Laura, you're just sitting in the background there taking this all in and I understand that you're at the heart of, of I suppose, the growth of a lot of the stuff. You're doing a lot of work to ensure that people know about the Arredo Centre and you're an ex-student. How did it equip you? I can only say that my experience of working on Arete is that I really feel the sense that I'm working on something that's really important in the church and really answering a need in our church today for renewal and for um, people to really go deeper in their faith so that we can bring about that change. Before I started the course, I felt like God was asking something of me and I had prayed that prayer that many people often pray is, you know, God, I'm here, use me. How do you want to use me? So I had a personal invitation to sign up to a rete and so I did that and it wasn't an easy decision actually because I'm a mum um, with young kids and I've got part-time work and I was really sort of worried about the time commitment but in my part-time work I work as a family educator in Sydney Catholic schools so for me bringing people to their faith and helping them go deeper in their faith is quite an important thing and it's a big responsibility and for me it was something I really wanted to make sure I was getting right so I thought Arete would equip me with the skills that I needed to do that but what I didn't expect was the personal growth in that journey and the healing that I received and the way that God sort of shaped and formed my heart for mission. I wasn't expecting that. I thought I was going to walk away with a suitcase full of skills that I could bring to my workplace, but I didn't expect that beautiful encounter that I experienced and really deep formation. And so it's been a real gift for me. And now being able to use those skills and that growth and understanding of how God loves me in a particular way and how I can bring that to my workplace and to my family and to people I meet every day at school, it's it's been an honour and a privilege to be able to do that. And I understand there's something coming up September 1, an online expose of where people can find out more about it. And this was what really twigged my interest. You've got a pretty big hitter in terms of church renewal worldwide who's actually going to be speaking about it. It's Father James Mellon. He's going to be part of that. Can you let people know what's on on September 1 and, and what they'll hear if they, they link in with you guys to find out more about how they can be hey, embracing the mission of the church and getting formed to be effective participants in that so the event on september 1 is our open night it's the equivalent of if you're going to a university you'd go to their open day and check out the uni campus and all that kind of thing well we have an online campus and so we have an online open night and as you were mentioning jude we're really privileged and blessed to have father james mallon join me with a com- in a conversation about the spirituality of missionary leadership we've called the night unless the lord builds the house We'll talk about what's the inner disposition and heart of a leader for somebody who really wants to see our church renewed, who wants to see people come to know the the person of Jesus Christ. So that conversation should be a lot of fun. Father James and I share that common passion to see the church renewed and particularly of the place that parishes can play in that. And so I think it's going to be a really great conversation. After we've had that conversation, you'll hear a little bit from different students who've done the Arete course, some of our faculty members, just giving you more information about our Foundations of Missionary Leadership program. It's a free event on September 1. If you'd like to come, if you'd like to hop online and experience that, the simplest way to do that is to go to our website, aretecenter.org. That's aretecenter.org. There's a registration form there. You can sign up and you'll also be able to see on the website all of the information about our course and the work of the Arete Centre.
Well, I hope that plenty of people do because the stuff that you guys are doing, in fact, so much of the stuff that the MGLs are doing, it's just it's just being blessed. I know you guys are very conscious of listening to what the Holy Spirit's doing and, and cooperating with the Spirit and, and just uh, using all the gifts that you've been given to bring that about. I really encourage people to go and check that out on September 1. If there's someone else who you think might want to hear this, don't forget, just go to jcr.org.au. You can pass these links on, the interviews on to them, as we say each and every week. Father Chris and Laura, Laura Neeson, thanks so much for joining us on the journey today. Thanks so much for your time and just be assured of our prayers and blessing for all of the work of the Journey Radio Show. Thanks very much.
G'day, I'm Murray from Kylo Vale in the Southern Highlands, New South Wales, and you're listening to Journey Catholic Radio. on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness and now it's time for milk and honey with trish mccarthy 
It is a striking image looking up to the escarpment, towering over our city, and seeing a lone Illawarra flame tree amongst the mottled green background. It is not just the contrast of colours that strikes me, but that solitary tree that beats the odds and points to greater things. As Christians, we were called to be contrast of virtues to the world, that we might point to greater things. St. Francis was attributed the empowering words, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. When we spend considerable time with someone, we take on many of their attributes. Their fashion sense, their humour, their language or mannerisms. Blimey, even married couples start to look like each other in the evening of their lives. In the same way, when we seek the face of Christ and spend time with Jesus, we grow in his likeness. And as we receive him into our hearts, we become all that he is. Goodness, patience, balance, wholeness, gentleness, strength, mercy, joy. And in doing so, naturally embody those words of contrast that point to greater things. I hope today you can stand as the flame tree bearing Christ's love to those in your midst. you
was Meredith Andrews, Your Kingdom Reigns. Before that, we heard from Trish McCarthy, a little piece that she called the Illawarra Flame Tree. They're beautiful. If you've ever been down here into the Illawarra, I mean, they grow a bit wider than that, but the Illawarra Scarpman, you just see these beautiful red-leaved trees burst into life. Not too long will we seeing them do just that on that escarpment. And Trish is asking us to grow closer to Jesus and be able to stand out like that too because of the, the time we've spent in the presence of Christ. Thanks to, to Father Chris Ryan and to Laura Neeson. Great to speak to them this week as part of the show. Go and check out what they're doing on Thursday, the 1st of September, where they've got a, a bit of an information night. It's online, but only is Father Chris going to be giving great explanations and Laura Neeson as well, who we heard from today. But Father James Mallon, who's the author of that wonderful book, Divine Renovation, That'll give you the chance to, if you're thinking about enrolling in a really good course in formation to let God use you for the renewal of the church and for missionary discipleship, those enrolments are closing on the 31st of October. So check it out. Arete, A-R-E-T-E Centre. Thanks to Mother Hilda Scott too. Thanks to Father Galbert Albino back at the start of the show. We've loved bringing it to you. Hope you have a great week. Hope God blesses you and protects you. Helps you to look after those he's entrusted to your care. Faith. Hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. You've been on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norton from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.